1: As long as I've been uh, speaking, I still get nervous before I come up to speak. That was amazing. Can we give them another hand? Yeah. Happy Palm Sunday, everybody. Okay. <laughs> I thought I was the nervous one. Happy Palm Sunday, everybody.) Happy Palm Sunday. <laughs> Even y'all behind me, (laughs) you just got finished singing. (laughs)
0: Happy Palm Sunday.
1: (laughs) Oh my goodness, welcome, welcome, welcome to today's uh, celebration of Palm Sunday, the entry of Jesus, his triumphant entry into Jerusalem. I want to welcome all of you here, those of you who are visiting online and in person. I hope you really enjoy our service. I'm looking forward to it. I am Reverend Kelly Kincaid, and I am the senior minister here, and I am so excited for today. I'm going to share our announcements, and then we'll get back to our service. Join us after service today for food and fellowship. I'm excited we brought food back for our fellowship. It's been, um, and you guys have been bringing in the, the um, well, not, they're not up here. The, uh, <laughs> I'm looking for the kitchen team. Jody's over there, and then we have Mary over there, and uh, Terry. Where's Terry? And Pat, where's Pat? She's out. There's Pat. You all have been doing some sweet business bringing in some good food. And I promise you Jody is a professional baker. She's been baking up some stuff. Mm. So it's nice to have talents that you can actually eat. Am I saying amen? I'm just saying. I'm enjoying that. So, but today we're gonna have a training for our hospitality team at 1145 in the kitchen. And so those of you who are on the kitchen team, you're um, asked to be a part of that. And those of you who want to be a part of uh, the kitchen team, please join us today in the kitchen at 1145. Um, There is also a veterans peer support um, meeting today at 12 p.m. down in room nine, led by Sergeant Charmaine Pearson, Miss Sweet Business. All veterans are welcome to join us. And also, Charmaine has been amazing as far as setting up our first two big volunteer opportunities. We had one a couple months ago, and then we have another one coming up at Forgotten Harvest. So those of you who are volunteering on Thursday, please, if you can, wear your UFH T-shirts. And if you don't have one, you can purchase it for $18 up in the main office. Um, So I'm excited about that. Thank you again, Charmaine, for bringing that into our existence. Because we wanted to do outreach, and we're doing it. Um, Good Friday will be this Friday. We're going to have our service at 6.30, and everybody's welcome. Please invite folks to join us. We're going to have our annual Easter egg hunt on Saturday between 1 and 3 p.m. All children are welcome to this. Out- this is one of our community outreach events, so invite every kid that you know. Those that you don't know, it's for the community and everyone else in, um, now, our community and those in the outer community as well. Now we are at the church. The children's church is going to have an information table. So they would like you to bring in, if you can, on Saturday, some individually wrapped cookies or cupcakes or something that can go on that table. And if you can volunteer, please show up and help us out. So if you want, if you want to bring some cookies or you want to volunteer, see Miss Sharon up in the children's church. They can
0: see me for
1: volunteering. Oh, yep, they can see Faith for volunteering. Thank you, Faith. Uh-huh. <clears throat> I love my Virgos. You guys keep me on task. (laughs) It's not a bad thing. I need that reminder. That's a good thing. I have about 20 Virgos in this church alone. So that's how much help I need staying on point, which is powerful. I love it. I love it. Now we are concluding our church fundraiser for the capital campaign today. If you have not turned in your information directory cards, please turn them in. This afternoon, I mean, uh, after service between 11 and 11.45, we are so excited because we've had 76% of our members fill in their uh, envelopes and turn them into the church. That's pretty cool. That's about what, we had uh, 66 people fill out the membership form, that's about 55 or so members. That's pretty good. But if you still haven't done it and you want your name in the directory, please fill it out today and give it to um, the the, um, volunteers. I'll I'll name them in a second. if you want to do a donation, it is not required, but fill it, put it in that envelope with, when you do that. And this is above and beyond what you do for your regular love offerings. We're trying to create an opportunity for us to, what is it, flooring, dooring, and light? <laughs> Michael always comes up with some nice logos. Flooring, dooring, and light. So to get nice flooring in this church, to get the doors that are inappropriate, uh, appropriate doors, and also to get the lighting done in here. So, if you can give a tie, I mean a love offering, above and beyond for the capital campaign, please do so. So, turn in all your envelopes, all your special messages. I'm going to put a special message in there for y'all, too. And your business ads. Put them all in the, uh, bring all your information and your money down. And uh, Chuck and uh, Lois and uh, Sharon Lewis and D- Bonnie McNamara and Victoria Eurissa are the amazing. Am I missing anybody? Did I get everybody? The amazing people who have helped. Can y'all stand for me, please? I know you're going to introduce them downstairs, but can, can we stand, those of you who are helping out for the... Um, the... <laughs> so at the end of April, we're going to have a new church directory that you get to take, and you get to have your name in the directory, and you get to be able to, if you want to call somebody, you got the information. Amen? Amen. Now, we also have a... Uh, I think I got everything. Oh, there is somebody who won the business ad contest. I will give you that name. We'll give you that name next week. And there's someone who won the drawing for the, actually she's in this room, the person who won the drawing for the yearly uh, daily word subscription. We'll tell you that next week too. I'm going to leave it a little bit of a cliffhanger for y'all. <laughs> we got a new fundraiser coming up for April and we got a theme for every fundraiser that we're doing. This one's called <laughs> April's Not Fooling. <laughs> And, and we, we have somebody who has been paying attention to the church, who cares about the church, and knows what we're trying to do. This is an anonymous supporter who has offered a challenge for, it's the one, it's the, you had another one? Okay. It's the um, April's Not Fooling. So this supporter has given us a challenge. It's a $1,000 challenge. So for every $1,000 contribution or more that a member gives for the capital campaign, this supporter it's gonna give $1,000. So if you give $10,000, they'll give $1,000. If you give $1,000, they'll give $1,000. We're gonna add it all up at the end of the month. We're gonna see how much money this person's gonna uh, pay that challenge. Isn't that sweet business? Yeah. You've heard of that before, haven't you? Where somebody matches. I'm thinking that's some sweet business. And I love that it's called April's not fooling, cause we ain't fooling, y'all. I'm just saying. Um, so if you're doing a capital campaign uh, donation, Please list it so that we can tell the difference between that and your normal donation. Does that make sense? Yeah. Matthew's some sweet business. He has a link on the website that says Capital Campaign. You can go on there. You can click on there. You can make your donations if you want to do them online or use the donate button. You can do it that way as well. But do, it, do your donation to the church first for regular donations and then go back and do that one. Does that make sense? Yeah. All right. We're almost done, y'all. Um, our next, uh, our prayer chaplain for today is Sharon Lewis. You can raise your hand. She don't like standing. I was going to have her stand, but she raised raise her hand. <laughs> and she will be um, meeting you at the back, at the, I call them the patio doors to pray with you. So let's usher out really quickly after service so she can have a sacred place to pray with people. Today is our, uh, the first Sunday of the month, so we're going to do a sacred communion, a, a um, spiritual communion today. So as we prepare our hearts and minds by listening to the beautiful music team seeing Shirley the Presence, Let's get in a sacred place so we can go ahead and do our our spiritual communion. Let us relax and become still as we we begin our spiritual communion ceremony. Spiritual communion is an activity which takes place in the mind. It is a transaction in which conscious union is made with the Christ spirit within. No visible symbols are used in spiritual communion. We appropriate spiritual substance and life through coming into conscious union with spirit. We begin with purification to prepare our minds to receive. Then we consecrate ourselves by committing to use our newly recognized spiritual powers. Through po- the power of forgiveness, we're going to purify our minds by making peace with others so that we can truly feel the presence of God. Since spirit moves only in love, we need this feeling of love. We need to move into this deep feeling of love so that we can truly feel the activity in our soul that we are going to do spiritually. So let us now make peace with others and with ourselves through affirmations of forgiveness. If you haven't already, I invite you to gently close your eyes and take a deep breath. And just become centered in your heart. Let your mind be at peace and let your heart be open. And we begin by affirming forgiveness for others. So I ask you to repeat after me, through the power of Jesus Christ, I now fully and freely forgive. All those to whom I owe forgiveness. I release them to receive their highest good. And let it love radiate in your heart deeply for those you feel that you're forgiving. And let it radiate even more deeply for those subconscious wounds Letting the spirit within radiate a deep level of forgiveness out into the world. And take a deep breath. Breathe it in. And now let us affirm forgiveness for others who owe us repeat after me in the name of Jesus Christ Christ. I am now fully and freely forgiven by all those who owe me forgiveness I am released to to receive my highest good Feel that love radiating deeply, enfolding you from those who owe you forgiveness. And let your heart be open enough to receive it deeply. And now let us affirm. My mind and heart are filled with the loving, presence of God I am at peace and now we are ready to commune with the presence and partake of the substance of life and of spirit he took some bread and gave thanks to God for it Then he broke it into pieces and gave it to the disciples, saying, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Almighty God, we know that the bread Jesus offered his disciples symbolizes the substance of spirit, the invisible essence of energy out of which all things are made. This, Lord, we eat. This, Lord, we appropriate, and doing so, we become one with our divine inheritance. And now let us partake of this inexhaustible, omnipresent substance of truth, breathe in deeply and silently affirm. Through faith, I now partake of the spiritual substance of truth. Let these words radiate in your mind silently. This is the bread of life. I am inspired by divine ideas and prospered by by divine love. Through divine love, I attract, unify, and desire. Breathe that in deeply. Let it radiate in your heart deeply. After he took another cup of wine, after supper, he took another cup of wine and said, This cup is the new covenant between God and his people, an agreement confirmed by my blood, which is poured out as a sacrifice for you. Almighty, powerful God, we know that the wine Jesus offered his disciples as his blood symbolizes life, your very spirit. We know that as we spiritually drink and partake of this divine idea of life, we are quickened and made new. We prepare ourselves right now with a deep breath, breathing in deeply. And as we partake of this invisible, quickening life of spirit, let us affirm silently Through faith, I now drink of the wine of spirit. I am filled with the quickening life of spirit. I am made new in soul and body. I am a radiating center of love. Breathe that in deeply. Let it come into your very being. Let it purify your mind, your heart, your whole body. And now we have partaken of the sacrament. We have been renewed, and we, and so we are. We consecrate ourselves to be of greater service in prayer and in silence. We have appropriated the substance and life of spirit. We felt the inspiration of the indwelling Christ, lifting our thoughts and feelings to a higher level of understanding and love. Now we prepare to go forth, dedicating our thoughts, feelings, and activities to Christ's service. In consecration to the Christ in ourselves and in every individual, we now become living instruments of Christ's service. And as we close this spiritual communion ceremony, we do so by affirming our faith in the Christ spirit that moves in all individuals toward the establishment of world peace. I invite you to repeat after me. Liberty, justice, righteousness, and peace are now established in the name and through the power of Jesus Christ. And so it is. Amen. And now I invite you to open your eyes, renewed, purified, and consecrated in the presence of God. Just you got your palms, waving for a minute. Raise your hand in the air and wave them like, <laughs> like you just don't care. I can't, I can't, I can't even finish saying it. <laughs> I meant to say, raise your palms in the air and wave
0: them. <laughs> what? Say what? <laughs> I'm confused.
1: Wave your hand. Raise your, your palms in the air and wave them like you just don't care. <laughs> oh, wave, wave
0: like
1: just don't care. <laughs> oh, man, I am not good at telling a joke. <laughs> <I> always, <laughs> I always laugh through the whole thing. Um, Dr. Debbie, who you all know as Debbie Folson, she, uh, I call her Dr. Debbie because she has her doctorate. And I believe in honoring folks for their accomplishments, which is why I like being called Reverend Kelly. You know, she said something to me today that got, took me by surprise, and she tends to do that. She tends to make you think she's coming one way, and she, she blows your mind with another thing. She said that there was a rumor she heard that was going out about me. Uh-oh. And I said, really? What was?" This? She said, yeah. She came, leaned in to whisper into my ear. She said, you are blessed and highly favored. <laughs> <laughs> and, I wonder, and I said, you too. I always said it takes one to know one but she is too, but you know what? You all are too, and I'm glad she told me that because I needed to hear that in that moment, you know, when you're rushing around and in a hustle and bustle of something that's important and something that you have that's important to do. It is really nice to have someone acknowledge you and say you are blessed and highly favored, so thank you for that, Dr. D. I appreciate that. Um, And I say she does things like that because when we were coming back from COVID, um, Elliot came into the um, meditation and she said, Elliot, you owe me a debt. And he said, really I do? She said, yeah, I missed out on your hugs. (laughs) So she always does things like that. And the beautiful thing about that segue into what we're talking about today for Palm Sunday is that Jesus did the same thing. Jesus always came to us from one perspective but always rose into a higher understanding, a higher perspective. Even his parables that he would share, even the ways that he taught, he'd come off from the everyday way of being, but he always finds a way to rise us up to a higher expression, amen? Amen. And that's one of the things I love about Jesus and I love about Palm Sunday because it came in, it it was expected to be one thing, but it truly was another. And the title of today's talk is Jesus' Triumphant Entry. And this was exciting because in the the, the days of uh, first century Judaism, they had this uh, prophecy that the king of David, the son of David, the son of the king would come in and would overthrow and would reign over and be the king of Israel and be the savior. And so it's interesting because throughout Jesus' ministry, even when some people alluded to who he was, he kept it a quiet, kept it hush-hush. He even kept telling his, 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 he told his disciples a couple of times who he was when he said, who do they say I am, who do you say I am? And Peter said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. He said, keep that quiet. But as we look at this triumphant entry, when you're reading through Matthew chapter 21, and even before Matthew tw- chapter 21, in Matthew chapter 20, um, there's a story where Jesus he- heals two blind men. And in that, and you don't have that one, however, In that, um, it says that they're yelling out, these two blind men are saying, Lord, Son of David. And Jesus hears them and says, what do you want from me? Now, right there, he proclaims, he starts to proclaim publicly and out loud, that he was the son of David. He was the king of Israel. And they asked him to heal him, and he does so. And then you know the story. He tells his the two of his disciples to go to uh, Bethphage on the Mount of Olives and get to Don. Get to, there'll be a mother donkey and a baby donkey. Oh, bring those to, you know, go get those. And if someone asks you, I'll, go, I'll read through it. Matthew chapter 21, verse 1. I'm going to read down to 6. And I'm reading from the New Living Translation. And you can uh, feel free to bring your Bibles. I'm, so, I'm sure some of you already have. As Jesus and his disciples approached Jerusalem, they came to the town of Bethphage on the Mount of Olives. Jesus sent two of, him, of them to, on ahead. Go into the village over there. He said, and as, as soon as you enter it, you will see a donkey tied there with his colt beside it. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone asks you what you are doing, just say, the Lord needs them, and he will immediately let you take them. Now, it's saying here that this goes into prophecy. This took place to fulfill the prophecy that said, tell the people of, Ju- of Jerusalem, look, your king is coming to you. He is humble, riding on a donkey, riding on a donkey's colt. The two disciples did as Jesus commanded. They brought the donkey and the colt to him, and drew, and they uh, threw their garments over the colt, and he sat on them. So they made like a saddle for him to sit on it, which was honoring him as a king with what they had to give him to honor him. Because you know, a king comes in on the the army steed, all pristine, nice little saddle, royalty, purple on, but Jesus didn't come in that way. He came in on a donkey. And as he comes in on a donkey, those who knew the prophecy were excited because it says that he'd come in on a donkey And so they throw their palms down. They break off branches of palm trees and other trees and throw them down on the floor before him so that the donkey could walk on it as honor to him as a king, like putting out a royal red carpet. But they didn't have the royal red carpet. They used what they had. They were regular people. And that is important because For those of us who have really been committed to living our life according to the the teachings of Jesus, there was a time, and there is a time, every time you have an aha moment, that Jesus makes a triumphant entry into your heart, into your mind, into your soul, into your very way of being, and changes you into a higher expression of being a child of God. You are royalty. You're not just blessed and highly favored. You are made in the eyes, in the image and in the likeness of God, the Almighty. Do you get that? Like for real, for real, do you get that? Every time you get that, Jesus has made a triumphant entry into your life in a powerful way. Where you bow down and you place those things before Him, you place those things before His life. That is an example for you that you begin to walk in as a foundation of your life. Does that make sense? And there's a couple things in this. God's guiding this and shifting this. So um, let me just do what I should have done when I finished reading the scripture, and I'm just going to center. And thank you, God, for the message of this talk and for bringing the pieces together for me. I let my human decrease that my spirit can come forth and I be the vessel of your message. Not filtered, but just spiritually, freely coming through. Thank you, God. Amen. Amen. So there's several things that are connected to this that I, I found really deep when I, was think, when I was looking at this. And one of the things that is important about how Jesus came in as a, on a lowly donkey, if you think about those people who rode on donkeys, they were regular, ordinary people, right? And they were, and he came in lowly, he came in humble, You cannot be in the presence of God completely. You cannot follow what God has you to do. You can't even follow what Jesus has been as an example unless you humble yourselves and let that peace inside of you exalt itself within you. Does that make sense? So riding on the donkey represents us taking over the human animalistic part of ourselves that acts on instinct instead of acting on the guidance of God. And so as you walk, as, and as a part of our mind that we're meant to do, is to humble ourselves and submit ourselves to God. That we are not the rulers of our life, for real, for real. There's only one power and only one presence that's active in our lives and in the universe, and that is who? God, the good, omnipotent, right? When Jesus comes in on the donkey, he is not proclaiming himself to be the one and only expression the one and only God, he's bringing himself, he's, he's submitting himself to the king as an example for us, as the king of Israel. And the king of Israel represents the, the spiritual consciousness within you, tuning into the Christ within you and letting that Christ rule your life. Does that make sense? So you must humble yourself and take control of your human side and let the spirit, the Christ in you, ride and guide your human side. That's coming in on a horse, on a, on a donkey instead of a horse. So that's the first lesson that we get from this triumphant entry is that you've got to walk into the consciousness of God humble and submitting yourself to God. Let your way go. Even if you think you know that you know that you know, let it go. And let God guide you even further. So you must come in lowly and humble. The Bible says those who exalt themselves shall be humbled, and those who humble themselves shall be exalted. Jesus was exalted by the, the garments and the palms being laid down before him. Palms also represent the underlining spiritual strength that we walk in. Does that make sense to everybody? Now, this was the last week of his life. He's walking into the last week of his life. He knows that he's about to die. A couple days later on Friday, he's crucified. But he still walks in humbled. Donna texted me uh, uh, yesterday and said that she didn't think she was going to make it today to service because um, her mother was in hospice and they were told that it was the last time so she was going to go visit her mom. They have one to four days. Her mom passed last night, but that's bittersweet because she had her triumphant entry (laughs) into the kingdom of God in the beginning of Palm Sunday. That's an amazing gift to give your daughter. (laughs) She lived 96 years. And and Donna made sure she had a deep relationship with her mother. And her mother made her transition on Palm, the evening of Palm Sunday. Stepping into the beginning of the last week of letting go of what you think you know and, and crucifying those parts that you've lived on that no longer serve you in your human consciousness that you may resurrect into a higher expression of God. That is beautiful to me. And that's something she has to remember and her family has to remember for the rest of their lives. When she told me that, it was so beautiful to me. Now you see that? That's a shift in the consciousness of looking at death. It looks at death in a higher expression, a celebration. Of course, you'll miss those who transition, but there's a celebration that she made her triumphant entry (laughs) into the presence of God. She overcame the human part of her, and her spirit was commended into the presence of God. That to me means a lot, and that's how I grew up, seeing things that way. The second thing that Jesus shows us in his triumphant entry is that he did not come to conquer by force. He came to conquer by love, by grace, by mercy, and by sacrifice. Reverend Victoria, you guys know her. She's been here a couple times. And actually, she was here a couple times last year before she even started um, coming in as our, one of our prayer chaplains. But her mother passed away a couple years ago. And she realized that her mother transitioned right when it was time for her to go into doing something powerful for herself, that it was a sacrifice that was made to free up and give her daughter an opportunity to go forth in the rest of her life without having to take care of her. That she may shift and be offered spiritual support from the spiritual realm, which is what my mother's doing, which is what Donna's mother is doing, and anyone else who's had someone who loves you transition. They are supporting you from spirit. They have entered triumphantly into the consciousness of spirit, and they're supporting us all right now. Does that make sense? So it's a beautiful thing to think about the fact that Jesus came To give for love, mercy, grace, and sacrifice, to sacrifice for us. And people say he took our sins up on the cross and sacrificed for us. But we all have our own accountability and responsibility for ourselves. You can't take somebody else's sin. But you can overcome your own as an example for others to see how to come forth, even in your mistakes, and be an exalted expression of God. Does that make sense? And that is just my opinion about it. The third thing that he showed us is that his kingdom was not a kingdom of army and splendor. His kingdom was humble and was filled with humbleness and servanthood, being a servant for others. And he gave that example during the Last Supper when he bowed himself down to wash the feet of his disciples. The true king is a servant to all. For real, for real. Does that make sense? Which is why I am not above getting down in the trenches, and doing things that I would ask anybody in this church to do. I've even changed the toilet paper in the bathroom because Matthew wasn't here. I had to figure it out myself. But I've changed it myself. I've done things here that I would ask you to do, and you always see me there helping to set up and things because I have a servant's heart, and that was the heart of Jesus, and that's the heart of God. God is here to serve us. As we humble ourselves to God, God becomes the most powerful expression in your life because God's the one that created you. So who else would know how to serve you than the one that created you? Who else would know how to give you what you need than the one who created you? And don't make a mistake about it. When God gives you what you need, that is being servitude. Does that make sense? That is honoring God's self to be a presence of what you need because God created you to need it in the first place and then to give it to you when you ask. But you got to give it. you got to give God that permission by asking. Amen? Amen? There's a couple other things that are here that I'm, I'm fired of, y'all.
0: <laughs>
1: Jesus did not come to conquer nations and to conquer people. Jesus came to help us conquer hearts, to break down strongholds of how we think, how we believe, how we feel, and how we act as against the presence of who we are. And that's a powerful thing to look at because his army was not in a physical realm. It was in a spiritual power that we all have. When he healed someone, it was the Christ in him speaking to the Christ in them to bring their mind to the Christ of faith and love that they may experience healing. Does that make sense? Yeah. He always said, it is not me who does these things. It is not me who says these things, but it is he who sent me that does these things. And it is the same thing in each and every one of us. And the last thing that I wanted to share that is a message of what Jesus came, as he, as he had his triumphant entry in, and then we'll go deeper into it, is that he didn't come for temporal peace between men. He came to demonstrate permanent, eternal peace with God. That's what Jerusalem represents. That's what coming into Jerusalem, the triumphant entry, means. Jerusalem represents peace within your heart, but you cannot have peace within your heart if your mind is set on the world because you'll get caught up with all the things that are happening in the world that you do not like. And we're set, we're created to be the presence of God and peace in the truth that we're meant to be. To reside there and reign there in a sense of peace. In a sense of joy. In a sense of knowing that no matter what we're going through, the presence of God is there. There's a song, the presence of the God is here. The presence of God is here. I can feel it in the atmosphere. The presence of the Lord is here. Do you all know that the presence of the Lord is here? Okay.
0: Amen. Do I need? Give us a I'm going to
1: give you a duo. Thank you, Don. <laughs> Do you all know that the presence of the Lord is here? Yes. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I know, it. I I mean, I make it funny, but this is really serious because if you don't know it, how is it going to demonstrate in your life? If you don't proclaim it with the power of your throat, how are you going to bring forth the vibration of it in your life? If you don't stand in the faith of it and live in the faith of it and proclaim it as if you know it to be so, that you know, that you know, that you know, how are you going to step into the truth of it and how are you going to have faith in it when everything falls apart in your life? You won't. You won't. Some of us are walking towards an end right now. It's a shift in our consciousness. All of us, if we are taking Lent seriously in this last Holy Week of Passion, is living in that consciousness. The Bible says that that God said that He so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. That's in John 3, verse 16. For God so loved the world, he gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. The truth is, what we think that means on the one level is Jesus. He gave his son of Jesus. On a spiritual level, the presence of God, the Christ that demonstrated in God, demonstrates in each and every one of us. So God so loved us that God breathed the Christ in each and every one of us, that we may walk in that Christ in a high, powerful expression with God, living in peace, living in love, living in total faith and total trust with God, that your life becomes a holy expression of the presence of God. Amen? Amen? There's another part of that. So when Jesus walks in on the donkey, he represents the Son of God. But there's another piece. Because that's the Christ within God's inner gift to us. God's outer gift to us as Jesus is demonstrated when he says in John 15 verse 13, there is no greater love than to lay down one's life for for your friends. I want you to take this deeply in your heart. The commitment that Jesus or anyone else who will put their life on the line for the benefit of you. Those ancestors who have lived up to this point in the United States fighting for equality, fighting for an experience where we all live together as brothers and sisters in Christ. Immediately, Reverend Martin Luther King Jr. comes to mind for me as one of those examples. And I'm sure you guys have people who are in your life. People who would put, lay down their lives for you who love you. Parents, do that for our children. We will lay down our lives for our children. That's how much we love our children. But Jesus came to do that for us, to lay down his life for us. That is the physical gift that God gave us. But it's more than the physical gift that God gave us. It is the physical gift that Jesus chose to give us because in the Garden of Gethsemane, when his soul was tormented to death, he had the opportunity to opt out. And he said, not my will, but thy will be done. If we are to walk into this end of Lent, triumphant, we are to go into it as examples of Jesus. We are to come in lowly, taking control over our bodies, through the consciousness of our minds, letting go of those lower vibrations and stepping into the higher expression. We are to know that we are to love, to have grace and mercy and to sacrifice our way of doing things for God's way of doing things. We are to step into a space where we trust that God's kingdom is not the physical things that we, that we think we need. God's kingdom is that love, that spiritual presence within us. We are to step into the consciousness of knowing that we are not here to be conquerors on a physical level. We are here to be conquerors of our own hearts and to help guide others to do the same. We are to know that we are not, Jesus' message was not for us to come into a space of just being at peace with each other, but we are created to be at peace with God in our heart forever, Amen? amen? And if we live in those principles that Jesus came to teach us, and if we let that reside in our heart deeply, Jesus has made a triumphant entry into your heart. Jesus did not just make a triumphant entry into Jerusalem physically. Jesus gave us an example to have a triumphant entry into our hearts by living and moving and breathing and having our being in a state of peace and one and love with each other. And the beautiful part is that every time we let go and crucify, cross out, those parts in our minds that keep us from being that deep presence of God we're meant to be, every single time we will resurrect into a higher expression of the kingdom of God we are meant to be. Amen. I think I'm gonna do it at that. I love you all. Thank you.
0: Who am I that you are mindful love?
1: Are you a friend of God? Yeah. Woo! I knew you were going to yell at that time. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Oh, my Lord. Woo! I feel I feel like I run up the aisle and back. I'm not going to do it, but I feel like I can. <laughs> Let's bring to mind what we feel led to give today for a love. I just want to tell y'all I love y'all. I just love, I love, I love, I love y'all. 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 Oh, this is the most. <laughs> oh. Gosh, I love y'all. I'm just, I'm so excited because you know, you live your life trying to wonder what you're supposed to do, and then you find out you can do something that you love to do and get paid for it. Oh my God, I'm so excited to be here.
0: Amen. Woo! Thank you. Thank you
1: for What'd you say? Thank you for choosing. Oh, you're welcome. We, cho- we chose each other. God guided us because you let God guide you. So let's let God guide us. Gently close your eyes and take a deep breath. Feeling a consciousness of prosperity. And let God guide you into what you're feeling led to give today for your love offering for Palm Sunday. Ooh, I'm revved up. And let's go ahead, take a deep breath, breathe into it. I am prosperous together. I am prosperous. And now let's go ahead and you can open your eyes if you need to. Let's affirm our love offering blessing together. Divine love through me blesses and multiplies all that I have, all that I give, and all that I receive. Thank you, God. Amen. Let's stand up so we can do our prayer for protection. And actually, before, while y'all standing up, I just want to send love and light to everybody who's having a healing opportunity in our spiritual community and beyond, knowing that God is bringing them into their triumphant entry of their health, wholeness, and sense of well-being. Amen? Let's go ahead and affirm our prayer for protection together. The light of God surrounds us. The love of God enfolds us. The power of God protects us. The presence of God watches over us. Wherever we are, God is and all is well.